grab a glass and tell us a story. It's Bucks and Booze. In this episode, we're going to be savoring the story with my dad, Ken Tordzik. I'm your host, George Tordzik. And for today's Bucks and Booze, on the booze side of things, I'm going to be enjoying a beautiful glass of Dr. McGillicuddy's Peppermint Schnapps. (laughs) (laughs) This is... I'm uh, having the Peppermint Schnapps in honor of Uncle Jim. We'll get to that at the end of the story. Uh, But let me get my mouthwash going here a little. Oh, that's just delicious. Uh, We're going to talk today... My dad and I are going to talk a little bit about the first day, uh, day of firsts. So this goes back to, we were talking about it a little bit before, I think it was 1980. So in uh, Michigan, the way the hunting laws uh, were, you couldn't start hunting until you were 14. So my first year hunting, uh, I hunted at my my grandpa's camp, my grandpa George, uh, my dad's side. And then that that uh, following that deer season over the spring or summer, my dad's brother Jim uh, purchased a camp near Ralph in Dickinson County, kind of right in the center of the UP. And then that season, the 19, I think it was the 1980 season, uh, was the first season that we deer hunted at Uncle Jim's new camp. Uh, so that area is where my dad had grown up. And my uncle and his buddies had hunted in that area forever. They spent literally every weekend out hunting and fishing uh, at the camp and and hanging out. So everyone was pretty excited to go to the new camp and have our first deer season there. So very first morning, Uncle Jim was hunting up on the edge of a, just on the side of a river, a small creek that runs uh, past where his property was, uh, and it's surrounded by pretty good sized swamp. Hey, Dad? Yeah. And that area, unlike where we hunt currently and where the stories we've been talking about uh, here in the Keweenaw, Dickinson County area where Jim's camp was, uh, very different terrain, lots of swamps. That The one, the swamp to the, towards Channing must have been two, three miles longer. Yeah. Yeah. So so lots of lowland, lots of swampy area. Um not not a whole lot of out of big hills or big terrain changes. Pine forests, couple of pine forest stands. Not much hardwood there either, hey? Huh? Not too much, no. But a lot of popple, a lot of pine, a lot of a lot of popple uh, logging in that area, mm-hmm. right? where there's a lot of new generation. That's what uh, I think a lot of the feed for the deer was. Yeah. So different kind, a different kind of hunting there than uh, where we are now. So in any case, the first that first morning, Jim was hunting just on a on a river's edge, and <clears throat> right out right out of the gate. Uh, had a nice eight-pointer that came in and shot the deer. And Jim was, uh, as growing up as kids, our nickname for Uncle Jim was the the Great White Hunter because he was 
incredible at hunting. Uh, tremendous uh, hunting grouse. That was his one of his fortes and great deer hunter. Um, and like I said, him and his buddies were in the woods every weekend, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he, he came back, and my dad and I both got back to the camp, and he was all excited, had shot a good eight-pointer. Um, for many seasons prior to that, at our at my grandpa's old camp, not that not that successful. There weren't a lot of bucks left. Uh, tremendous amount of hunting pressure, and so I don't think Jim and those guys had shot a decent buck in a long time. Long time, yeah. And so, so he was all fired up about shooting the first camp buck, and and so, uh, so my dad and I said uh, we go help him find it because after he shot it he said he hit it right in the boiler room and the deer ran across that little creek which there was no good place from where Jim was to get across the river so he had come back and we had to kind of go around oh maybe like a mile or so hey yeah to get to the other side of it Mm -hmm. Um, so there was an old dirt road that went back on the other side so the three of us Went around probably by this time, maybe an hour or two hours had passed. Yep. Something like that, yeah. Between him shooting the, shooting the deer and us going over. So we got to the other side, and now I'm, it's my second year deer hunting, and I, I'm as green as can be. I don't know anything about tracking deer. I don't really know anything about deer hunting, to be quite honest. Um, at this point, I hadn't had any opportunities at shooting at a deer or anything, so learning on the fly. And as we talked about in an episode earlier, you guys grew up driving and pushing deer uh, to each other, mm-hmm. and so it was always shooting deer on the run yep. and not not really sitting, right? Never posted, no. It's just always drive, drive, drive. Yeah. So... So we get to the other side of the of the creek and find a blood trail and we start tracking this deer and we're a little ways into it, hey, a quarter mile or something like that. Maybe even more, yeah, quite a ways. Uh, and there's blood <clears throat> the whole time, drip, drop, drop, and uh, and then, it, you know, it would dry up a little bit, but then we'd find another one and keep going and keep going. So I learned a lot about tracking in that experience about uh you know oftentimes there's just a little tiny spot and then you know i was the i was a young kid in the experience one so i was the marker so we'd find a spot of blood i'd stand on it my dad and my uncle would go ahead find the next one find the next one kind of create a path through the woods where the deer was headed so we're into this tracking for for a while and all of a sudden, I'm walking right next to my dad, and he says, Buck, Buck! And up comes his gun, and I'm looking around, and at this point, I don't even see, I don't see anything. I, don't, I have no idea what's going on. And I hear, bang, bang, bang! Three times he shoots. We talked about it in the other episode, but 30-odd six pump is what you've always shot, right? Yeah. That's what you had that day? Yeah. Got three shots off quick. The deer piled up right away. Um, we went over, and it was shot once 
right through the heart lung area well once in the neck and it was laying there and so my dad was like oh nice buck jim all excited uh for to get jim's deer and he just walked up and took one look at it picked the rack up for a second and was like that's not my deer mine was way bigger <laughs> so at that point what did you think about that i said it's a nice buck jim god it's a nice eight point that's your buck no it's not i'm gonna go try to find it and he took off walking uh looking for the track and george and i are sitting there and i said to george i'm not gutting his deer he's gone out and he's gonna sit and watch us gut his deer and he's coming back and it's a half an hour 45 minutes ago and i go I'm going to gut the damn deer. (laughs) (laughs) And so he still doesn't come back, and I go, we're not dragging this deer out of here. Another half an hour, hour goes by. (laughs) We dragged the deer to where we came in with the truck, and he's still not around. So then I started getting nervous, and then I I wasn't going to tag it, and I said, well, we better tag the deer. We're going to get caught, sure, whatever. George, put your tag in the deer. <laughs> so, so the first part didn't hold true. Not going to gut his deer. You did gut it. Yep. The second part didn't hold true. Not going to drag the deer, but you did drag it. The third part held true because you said, I'm not going to tag it, and you didn't. I did. <laughs> so we... So we... It's way into the afternoon by this point. Yeah, it's, we're starting to crawl dark, yeah. And, uh, and so now we've... We've tracked the deer. We shot this. My my dad, you know, what we thought at the time finished off this eight point that my uncle had shot in the morning. We had a, a decent drag to get it out to the road. Um, there's We don't have a vehicle where we get it to the road anywhere near. And so my dad says, well, I'm going to go make sure Jim's okay. And you, you stay here with the deer um, and we'll... I'll come back and get you with the truck. And so all this excitement and being at deer camp, I laid down, I put my head on the side of the deer and right to sleep. There I was crashed out in the middle of the woods, (laughs) (laughs) taking a nap. And in the meantime, where did did you end up? Well, I tracked Uncle Jim and I I got to the road and and, uh, to the main uh, Turner Road and... uh, that's where uh, Jim met up with the other guy, Mike, and, and uh, Mike had saw the deer that Jim was tracking. Jim was almost up to the deer, and, and the deer ran across the road in front of Mike, and Mike jumped out of his truck and finished the deer off, and, and Jim came up on Mike and said, that's my deer. I, I shot him four hours ago, and so it was his deer, I guess, and, and Mike said, oh, it's your deer, it's your deer, so... Then I came up on those two guys, and they got the deer, and it, it was bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so so Jim was right all along. It was a different deer, uh, and not only did not only did he end up with his deer, but my dad ended up with another eight point buck, and we ended up meeting Mike, uh, a guy who had a place just down the road from us. Uh, so it. It turns out that the, this whole story not only produced these two deer, uh, but it also produced a really good friendship with Mike. And he was, you know, he was always around the camp when we would go down for deer season. And 
there's several stories with Mike uh, that that we'll get into in another time. Uh, hopefully, when we get Johnny Kilps on here, yeah, um, talking about his tire. But but that deer had gone probably at minimum two miles. Oh yeah, probably Not, more, three or four. Yeah, yeah, it was just crazy how far it went from <clears throat> nine ten in the morning until right before dark. This mm-hmm. all happened, and and. And Mike had to finish it off after, on the other side of another river that it had crossed. It crossed the Ford River, yeah. Yeah. So then Jim, uh, subsequently, going into next year, when we got back to deer camp the next year, Jim had taken both of the racks and had them mounted and had plaques made for him. So on my dad's plaque, it read, First Camp Kill. And on Jim's red first camp buck, <laughs> so that's we had the day of first. We had both the first camp buck and the first camp kill, different deer, um, throughout this whole episode. But it was a it was a it was a lot of fun. And uh, as a kid, I learned a lot about tracking deer because we did it all day long, and about following blood trails and being aware of what's around you. And ended up with these two great deer. Mm-hmm. And a great story to go with it. So the um, the peppermint schnapps is in in honor of Uncle Jim. Because at his camp, there was always a bottle of peppermint schnapps on the table. <laughs> and when you got to camp, you had a shot of peppermint schnapps. When you got a deer, you had a shot of peppermint schnapps. When you got home after hunting, you had a shot of <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had a good joke, you had a shot of pepper. It was the, it was the thing that uh, that all those guys did down there. Right? Peppermint schnapps and peps. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, peppermint schnapps and PBR. Uh, so we had lots of great times uh, at Jim's camp. Uh, and a couple years later... My dad actually bought the 40 kitty corner to it, and so we had two camps there. Um, so somewhere in the future, we'll get together with a bunch of the guys that we spent time with uh, just to talk about those camps and the, and the experiences that we had down in Dickinson County. So once again, today's lovely beverage was Dr. McGillicuddy's Peppermint Schnapps. <laughs> I wouldn't say that it's the <clears throat> top of the line favorite of all time for me, but it's always good for a little mouthwash. And uh, it was, of course, uh, just a remembrance of the guys in Dickinson and Jim's old camp. So cheers to you guys. Cheers to Jim. And we'll see you soon with another episode of Bucks and Booze. <laughs>